0: Welcome Zurich to short we in lodge. What I'm trying to say is welcome back to Pod Like a Hole for the Ramstein season, episode two. Last episode we talked about the band members and the host's personal history with the band. Tonight we'll talk a little more about Ramstein's history and more importantly discuss the albums sin Sinshut, and Mutter. East Germany, the wall comes down. These two, one's kind of a punk band, the other one's kind of like an early industrialish band. These two groups go to America. They, if they're not touring America to play shows, they're just driving across the country. A lot of, a lot of this was covered in the America documentary by Roms- about Romstein, called America with a K. I think anyone listening should watch it. But it has a lot of early footage from this, from from these early band days before they actually formed. I was pretty amused by looking at the photos they have of driving across uh, early '90s because they're very early '90s looking uh, footage. And did you guys catch that they actually had some, a shot of uh, the Tower Bridge in Sacramento in there, or was that just me that caught that?
1: No, I didn't catch that.
2: Yeah, you told me to look look for look for a landmark, so I think I did see it at one point. But I wouldn't I would have missed it if you didn't say it.
0: Yeah, there's just a shot of them like asking for directions, and they didn't speak English. And in the background, you see the Tower Bridge from Sacramento. I don't know if they went over to uh, Fannie Annie's or uh, the Train Museum, but they're looking for something around there. And eventually, these two groups they they got together, they met up, they became buddies and they formed a kind of a supergroup between the two of them that became Rammstein. And the songs they recorded, uh, for the most part, all ended up on their first record, which was called uh, Herzelide, which I believe is how you pronounce it. I don't know exactly how this worked, but they won some kind of contest. That meant they got to put a record out. Started recording it in uh, Sweden, and they went with a producer named uh, Jacob Hellner. But when the studio asked them who did they want to... Or I'm sorry, when the, the label, Motor Music, asked them who they wanted to produce their album, they asked for uh, Rick Rubin or Bob Rock. And the label kind of said, Hey, why don't you uh, come back down to Earth? Uh, German guy no one's heard of. And I, I love the idea of Bob Rock, uh, the guy that famously produced the Black Album by Metallica producing the first Ramstein album. I think we have gotten something completely different.
1: I had no idea that was an actual aned- anecdote. I had, I, I didn't discover that in my research. So that's, that's pretty cool.
0: here's a which came out in motor music and, uh, it came out in 1995. I, and I don't think it, uh, it definitely didn't, I, I don't know if anybody heard about him over here. Um, and it didn't didn't get them to be popular enough in in Germany to cross over over here at that time, but they did they did start to become well known in Germany for their live shows, and when everybody thinks of Rammstein, one of the things they do think of is their live shows, and that was there from the start. They already had the musicianship and the songs, but they gave it that extra oomph. Who I think is another German band oomph. It with, is uh, yeah. With uh, there you go. Started to incorporate you know, flamethrowers and lighting some things on fire, the would wear a jacket that they would light on fire. And I don't think their music ever needed it, but it definitely helped get them to be well known enough to where they can keep things going. And if they didn't, if they didn't, if they didn't have that extra element to them. They may never have become the uh, the worldwide phenomenon they are. So I'm I'm glad they had that extra element, but everybody knows Rammstein. When they think of Rammstein, they think of guitars, they think of keyboards, and they think of fire. All those three things together. So Herzlite comes out in 1995. And after Lost Highway comes out, Lost Highway, Trent Reznor and David Lynch put some some uh, Rammstein songs on it. The soundtrack in 1997. That's where we discover them. That's where many people discover them. Industrial folks, metalhead folks, folks of darker music, folks of techno or catchy music. And I am pretty sure that many of us went back and then bought this first album. The first record... I think it's pretty consistent for what it is. I definitely think that so. it sounds like it was recorded in nineteen ninety five, but it doesn't sound dated to me. It's it is the essence of the genre new Deutsche Hart. Did I pronounce that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Neue Deutsche Hart. Uh, yeah. Oomph is part of that contingent, but yes.
0: Yes, and that's the the new German hard or the new German hardness, I believe. And that's definitely the genre that they were part of, and it's 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 kind of a their their album is what created that genre, or at least made it popular. That's after after Rammstein's first album came out. The the German press said, uh, oh yeah, here's the new German Hardness. <laughs> and, um, you know, other other bands that, that have the new German Hardness is Oomph, uh, Megahertz, uh, uh, Breaker. I I have no idea who are any of these other bands are. I think Oomph's the only one I've ever heard of before. And I don't think I've ever listened to Oomph. But it, it's, it's basically just, it's metal and industrial. It, it's, you know, met, industrial itself is already going to have elements of ele- electronic and metal. But what they do is they take it to the next step where it's like they take the the elements of an industrial band and then they weld them to just extremely precise, like, riffs. And that's the new German Hardness. And that was the first album, Herzlide. What did you think of it, Mark, when you you first got around to listening to it? Does it hold up for you today?
1: It does. I mean, uh, some of the intricate bass lines on that record are uh, pretty amazing um that song asha do asha um asha zu asha excuse me um that one is an all-timer i mean um it has a really cool yeah that's
2: on my list too That's too great yeah uh,
1: of course the album starts strong with volt ihr das bet flamen sehen do you want to see the bed in flames Um, it has, I mean, I think they probably play that probably in every show they've played since the beginning. Um, but "Vices Fleisch, uh, Du Reichs so gut, or You Smell So Good, is uh, very catchy. Almost has like a Depeche Mode kind of feel to it. Uh, if you, all, Depeche Mode, like, was a metal band. Um, and of course, Herzalight, High Art Mitch, um, and the. Uh, rammstein song i mean the, uh, the album is great i mean i'll tell you my ranking at the end but honestly um it's an old timer i mean the album cover it, the only thing i will say is the album cover is ridiculous uh like seven well, uh, you know it's all the germans without the shirts on and i think flocke is in the back because you know he's got a chest like me um so uh can't have him front and center. Got to sell some units, folks, and then just them standing in front of a flower. Um, but, These boys uh, are
2: oiled up. They're oiled up, too. <laughs> and they're making those next pop. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but yeah the bronzer is uh, definitely doing some heavy lifting.
0: Till looks back at that. and He says, like, ah, it looks like a gay porno. And, well, <laughs> Till, I mean, Till, have you seen the Mind Gagger Man video, which is your video? <laughs> I mean, it uh, yeah. shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, um, yeah. That that first track off that album, that they do probably play it every live show, and it is incredible. I've always loved that. Uh, back, I remember very specifically talking with you and uh, Jason, his kids, and probably Seth about that shotgun sample
1: in it. It's yep.
0: so well used that shotgun clicking or uh, a ca- cocking. <laughs>
1: Anytime that I listen to it, in, if I'm in the car, I'm always like racking on, you know, racking it
3: at yep. that point. <laughs> oh, but yeah. You look
0: so
1: fucking tough when you do that, Mark. That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Even if I'm
0: driving. What do you think of the album that started the new German hardness, uh, Eric?
3: This <laughs>
2: Oh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's consistent. It's all pretty uh, fitting. That the, that pastiche. The same with like I was saying, condensed guitars, um, danceable synths, and and four on the floor drums. Um, but his voice truly stands out. I mean, he's basically singing. You know, he's basically singing opera on these songs that otherwise, you know, would be. Uh, club you know club songs in a bad boys movie um but you know it's better their musicianship is great it is limited in scope compared to the rest of their discography but if i had heard this whole album at the time i would not have known that and i probably would have considered it a classic um so uh yeah that's great
1: um i I, real fast steven i want to say one thing because i think there's a track that i keep omitting it's the song uh uh that Uh, you know spelled like semen but it's uh, pronounced or translated to sailor this is the first template of um, there's always a kind of ballad crooning song that Till really leans into and this is that first indication of what he's done but you find that um, on every record which is pretty great it's like a template I love it I love love that song yeah that song is great
0: yeah that is a great song and even on that first album Yes it is a lot of that German industrial hardness but there is there is some sections there that are uh, uh, kind of kind of show where they're going to be able to go it shows that they can have a broader palette and uh, Simon's definitely one of them that song is just beautiful the
3: is in. Come in my world. Der Herbstwind hält die Segel straff. Jetzt stehst du da an der Laterne mit Tränen And I
0: I like also, I mean, the song's really based on that bass line. Yeah. It kind of works as a through line through it and also he kind of he sings the he breaks form and he sings in more of a falsetto on it um mm-hmm. but they just completely are like hey look we can do something completely different here's something that is we're going to release a single that's damn near a ballad and we're going to also start showing you that we're going to have uh, great music videos and as we go through these albums we will touch on the music videos uh, the simon video it's like again just germans man i don't know they feel things in different ways than us it's like a it's like a docked boat that they're all trying to like pull through sand with ropes on their arms (laughs) am i explaining this correctly if you guys watch this
1: it's been a while i didn't have a chance to revisit all of the videos but uh, a couple years back i've uh went through like Fully integrated into Ramstein, and I wanted to absorb any like media content out there, but I, I didn't have time to to check it out. So whatever you're describing sounds about right.
2: I feel like it's a reference to Fitzcarraldo, the Werner Herzog movie about the guy that's like determined to carry a boat through a jungle to get to the other coast. Um, stars uh, Klaus Kinski. Anyways, um, I know they, they like to reference movies a lot in their videos, so I think that's probably a connection there
0: you're probably right in, in that eric and yeah, the other the other two singles and videos off this one were the the song rammstein and i believe that video was just a live footage of them doing the thing with the jacket um where he was wears a metal jacket that's covered in flame retardant, and they light it on fire and he raises his arms out while he sings the song rammstein yep incredibly cool to watch. i'd never get tired of that um they don't play it in their live shows all the time anymore, but it's just pretty awesome. Uh, the Sun is Shining. What's the the, the the reoccurring lyric in that one? And then, Durich Sugut so is the other one. Had two videos. The first one's more of a performance video. And then, when Senshuk came out, maybe they thought that it was such a catchy song. They remade it, or they didn't remake it, but they put another video out for it. And the second video for Durich Sugut. So uh, looks like it has PlayStation two graphics and looks like it's leftover footage from the movie, the brotherhood of the wolf <laughs> I don't know if you guys. Yeah. That, that sounds film. about
1: right. It sounds, it, it, that's the one that I saw it, it kind of looks a little bit like, um, Annie Lennox's, uh, video that had John, uh, uh, Malkovich in it. Um, it, it was like kind of like this period. Tell me piece more. I've, never,
0: I've never heard of this video. Tell me all about this video. <laughs>
1: What uh, Annie Lennox and John Malkovich? It's uh, no more. I love yous, uh, but yeah. Oh
3: yeah. Okay. It, it, uh, it,
1: it's it's oh. dangerous liaisons, yeah. Uh, type thing happening.
0: Yeah, but does her does her video have the CGI werewolves with red eyes?
1: Uh, no, and that's exactly okay. the Rammstein difference right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty. Yeah, their
0: videos. They they will. Their videos will get better and better and I'll talk a little bit more about why that is as we go through the timeline that one's uh, pretty goofy um, it's fun to check out but I think Herzlide came out the band was pretty fully formed um, I think it's the most mechanical of the records but it still kind of gives you the skeleton of what the rest of the records are going to hang off of I think their entire discography you can look at Herzlide and say yeah I can see how this band like even the last album the self-titled one I can see how a song like Deutschland is made by the band that made hers alive. Um, there's still a through line there that starts with the,
1: the skeleton of that album. The first record kind of doesn't sound that uh, far out of the uh, the realm of what their, even their last record sounded like. But if you look at some bands like Nine Inch Nails, for example, uh, you would think that they'd be on a trajectory towards being the next like harder edge Depeche Mode. Uh, not to think that they would release something like Downward Spiral or The Fragile at all. You know, it could be two different kind of acts on that one. But Rammstein, I mean, how consistent they are and what you see throughout their discography is just how the songwriting is still able to evolve but still have like a really good uh, firm grasp of where they came from.
0: The flower that's on the cover is the flower that grew, <laughs> that is there today from the seeds of yeah, um, I, I think the most powerful song on it. I'll probably call out a most powerful song on each album. And with, with Rammstein, I mean, the power can be emotion. It can be the hardest song. It could be the, the the deepest Till goes with his vocals. But a lot of Rammstein songs to me, like, they make me feel like when someone's looking at, I don't know, fucking Mona Lisa or something. Like, it, it gets me in my soul somehow. And uh, the song that does that for me and her slides, definitely Simon. That's uh, you can't, can't beat Simon. No, no, like- yeah. Beautiful, beautiful song.
3: The Lost Highway
0: comes out. The album Senshut comes out after Lost Highway. More people know about this band because of Lost Highway. I, I don't know how they decided to uh, invest so much in music videos, starting with their second album, but they did, at least for one video. They made a hell of a video for the song Do Host. And what year did this come out? 99, 97. Okay. And I can't, even after watching that America documentary, the three of us just watched, um, and the America documentary about Romstein came out in 2013, 2012. And it was, it had current footage of when they were going to play the States for the first time in over a decade or almost a decade. And, uh, then it went through their whole timeline with the people, people around the band in the band talking about the band but uh in it they did talk about how they focused uh, really hard on getting on mtv for that song and also like buying or you know maybe pay to play was there and get in on the radio they knew if they could get sent shut on the radio or i'm sorry do host on the radio that it would just uh they they had a feeling it would catch on like wildfire and it did (laughs) And I think part of that also has to do with with the great video. It's like something out of Quentin Tarantino's nightmares or or wet dreams. du, du,
3: hast, du hast mich. Du, du hast, du hast mich.
0: But Senshot was their their second album, and I think it was Senshot, which was recorded in uh, Saint Paul's Bay, in a place called Malta, which I've never even until until doing this research, I never even really understood where that is. The fuck are the Saint Paul Islands?
2: <laughs> of
0: course, it's in the Bering
2: Sea. Everybody knows it's in the Bering Sea. But oh yes, going. the
0: Bering Sea. So Senshut comes out. It's their second album. Same same uh, producer. It comes out on Slash Records. Slash Records, which also has Faith No More, among other artists. And they actually also had the uh, same, I believe the same manager, or maybe the same, uh, one of the money people from Slash uh, also specifically worked with Faith No More. So he saw something with, with Romstein that, that scratched that same itch that faith, no more gave him. And I could kind of see it. There's a similarity there with the variety of songs that come out throughout Romstein's career in the second half it does remind me of some of the variety of songs you would see on faith, the More's records, faith, the more was never just a metal band or an alternative band. They were a mishmash and they could do plenty of different song styles Rammstein's going to get there themselves too. And they also had a uh, front men that could sing in a good baritone. Well, but, that's,
2: that's uh, maybe why faith no more remixed uh, one of their early do Richest So good.
0: Do Richest so good. Yes. That's the analytics song. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. I definitely, learn. there's 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 there, there, there's some shared DNA between faith No more and Rammstein. Um, not consistency of band members no not at all but somewhere in the sound i could i could see a a similarity there mark do you do you, do you think that at all do you think i'm off base here
1: uh not at all i mean i always thought that uh uh ramstein almost i i've even made that point that they're germany's answer to Rom, uh to faith No more i they both whole have the elements there um of having metal slash hard rock uh, mixed in with keyboards uh, mixed in with a very charismatic lead singer Um, but you know where there is a deviation is I think Faith No More didn't necessarily speak a lot about um, sex and pain uh, nearly as often as Rammstein and that's where the paths kind of diverge but other than that yeah, uh, I would say their their sound is uh, definitely kind of hitting in that same sport.
0: I mean, uh, Faith the More couldn't keep a guitar player around to save their lives or a singer for a while. There's also that. So but uh, if I'm just pulling the albums out, I could definitely I i, I could I could go a romstein a Faith No More, a of Faith No More in order. No, they're completely different bands, but still, I wouldn't be jarred out of place listening to them back to back. so Senshut shut comes out Senshut shut catches on the videos in mtv and m2 uh it's on the radio for Du host everybody loves it we all know the song Du host Some people probably think the band Romstein's called Duhast. No, that's one of the tribute bands to Romstein, of which there are four. Oh, four and more. <laughs>
1: four um, named at Duhast or just four different tribute bands?
0: There's there's more tribute bands to Romstein than I thought there should be. There's at least four. Uh,
1: I, you yeah, know, I gotta Volker, respect it.
0: Volkerball, Battery, Duhast, and one other one. So, my band, band doesn't call that much. They got songs people want to hear same reason there's kiss tribute bands people people want to go you know I, I don't know if they do a, a downplayed version of lighting things on fire if it's just you know cherry bombs and, and uh, you know fizzle sticks
3: but
1: uh are tribute bands.
3: <laughs> cherry
0: bombs and fizzle sticks
1: no mr burns is over here <laughs>
0: Don't spend all your money on Moon Pies. You won't have enough money to go to the Duhas show. Um, Send Shut, their second album. I think it's it's very much the same band that puts out Herzlide. It's a little more dynamic, just a little bit. The first album's not dry. This one's got a little bit more different song stylings on it. Um, the production, to me, is a little lesser than Herzlide, believe it or not. I think it sounds a little thinner. Maybe that's just me. But, while Herzlide is the skeleton, Senshut is the heart. They start to show you the heart that all their albums are going to have. A little bit more emotion on this, this record. Uh, starting with the title track, which is, when you read the lyrics to the title track Senshut, which is a great song, uh, it kind of talks about like traveling a woman's body, but the way he describes it's like jet-setting all over the world from down to Mexico to Africa to maybe St. Paul's Bay. I just, you start to see some more of the sloveness and some of the dynamic songs. And one thing I really dig about this album, about that title track, the title track has that drive to it that many of their songs have, but this one is the template for when you watch them live often till does this thing called the i think it's just called the till hammer where he does in many songs but it's such a physical romstein till Lindemann thing send shuts the song where he does it the best i think where he stands with his side to the audience with his his knees crouched like a, a guy getting ready to um uh play football and he just hits, he takes his, his fist and he hits his like his left thigh with the music and he shakes his head at the same time. And it is such a just like driving force to see just, it's so like you take all the the fire and the pyrotechnics and the exploding things with their shows, get rid of all those. Just give me him standing there bashing his hand on his, his, uh, thigh. Well, in, in rhythm with the band, it's just such a masterful, powerful thing, <laughs>
3: Deine Träne reiten über Wolken ohne Glück. Der große Vogel schiebt den Kopf sanft in sein Versteck zurück. Zwischen deine langen Beine
0: I might need to go take a, uh, sit down after describing it, but, uh,
1: I know like, uh, just turn that cold shower on there, buddy. But I agree <laughs> with what you're saying. Um, anytime that I think of uh till in front of a audience or a crowd and singing, it's that move that you just described where he's, yeah. you know, crouched down and just in rhythm with the whole, uh, uh, drum beat, uh, where he's just pounding on that thigh. Yep. I, uh, that's what comes to mind for whenever he performs.
0: The title track of this album is what does it for me, and it's that's why the title track off Senshut is Senshut's Shut's most powerful song. How do you feel about Senshut, Eric?
2: Yeah, this this record was good. I, you know, I think it lines up with the first one pretty well, but they start exploring their songwriting, like you said. So I'm not gonna repeat that. Um, I, I, I it still has a lot of the same. Uh, pastiche, like the hyper compressed guitars. Later they would they would have more fun with their guitar per, uh, production, but even just on the next album. Um, but uh, but this one's definitely still fitting in that that industrial metal uh, box production wise. Um, send shit that song. You're not kidding about that title track. It's great. What I like about it is I like that they 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 didn't forget their roots and they're still they they've got those those CNC Music Factory organ blasts that happen. Like with the beat uh, throughout the whole thing, it's still very much a dance song, while it's also a swooping metal song. It's 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 wonderful. Um, the uh, you know just a few notes on the songs on here. The closer track, uh, Clavier is great. Um, I mean, th- this album, the next two albums. Uh, so as I listen to these, I I, I pull my favorite tracks—the ones that make me do a double take or hit repeat. I pull those to a playlist. And for their whole discography. And then this and the next two albums have about the equal amount of tracks pulled. Um, it's just good stuff. But I think one of my favorites is the song Tear on this. Uh, it does something that I love that was definitely a 90s thing. So I guess you could call it dated, but I love it. And that's like, they made a loop out of some like soft distorted drums and like some non-distorted guitar. And they just, mm-hmm. they uh, they repeat it throughout the whole song. And that piece, that piece feels like a Depeche Modi thing. And then there's like the big, huge guitars and the big swooping singing over it. Very catchy track. I really enjoy that song as well. Um, yeah, no, this is a, this is a, this is a fun record. Um, they're not going to hit the high highs quite yet, but uh it's still expanding on where they where they came from. Good stuff.
3: Wer zu Lebzeit gut auf Erden, Wer nach dem Tod ein Engel werden. Den Blick in Himmel fragst du dann. Warum man sie nicht sehen kann Erst wenn die Wolken schlafen gehen
1: I can't really decide. I don't think this record by any means is a sophomore slump, as they like to say in the uh, the music biz. Um, but for my personal, I, I always go back and forth of which one I actually like better, the uh, Herzalide or Sensucht. And uh, that title track is great. Tear is great. Um, the Another live staple is uh, the song Angle translates to angel and, uh, till comes out wearing huge angel wings, uh, that of course get set on fire. And, uh, they they
0: actually, yes, they, they, uh, they spit fire from the tips of the wings. And, uh, also sometimes in some performances, they elevate him in the air, but continue. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, it's, it, uh, like I said, a man of range. um, and of course, their biggest single of all time, "Du Hast," is found on here, which is an extremely catchy. Um, Spiel mit mir, uh, that's uh, it's also a pretty catchy song. Uh, for whatever reason, that riff always gets stuck in my head. Uh, but one of the notorious songs on here is Buch dich, um translates to bend over. And that was the song that... Uh, I remember them playing both times. I believe we was, we saw them, where uh, Flake comes out from behind the keyboard. Uh, it kind of looks like when I saw this on America, the documentary. I, I don't know if he's wearing like like assless chaps, uh, but he it looks like yeah, his, I
0: think he has something that you could you know it's like a like uh, a fake butt. No, I think it's a real butt. You could pull them out like pajamas <laughs> that you can unbutton or something. Prospect of pajamas.
1: And that's when um, he gets and bends over in front of Till, and Till pulls out this, you know, a pretty nice looking size dildo uh, that is hooked up to a milk pump that uh, stage crew are pumping out milk out of this thing.
0: <laughs> that's the most offensive part right there. If I'm in the audience and I get hit with milk, I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind when I watch him. That's fun, but God, milk. I know, like yeah, that.
1: terrible. Yeah. You smell terrible. Even worse. Uh, absolutely. And so, um, the city of Worcester up in Massachusetts apparently didn't cotton to that, and they threw both Flaque and uh, uh, Till in the old slammer. Um. So
0: this was yeah. This was the start of um. It's interesting because they're they they say themselves when the wall came down, they came over to America. It was the land of opportunity and they were just fascinated by it. And they really like, were like, yeah, hey, I bet you we could let's try to make it in America. That'd be great. They, they start to make it in America. And then on these tours, they, you know, the incidents like this, where they get thrown in the slammer for this nonsense. And, uh, some of the just hypocrisy of, this is the land of the free, but at the same time, uh, land of the free until we tell you it's not. And then we throw you in jail. And I think that really, uh, didn't set well with them. And, and as well as, uh, the, something that happens around after the, uh, comes out that we'll talk about in a minute. that makes them become a lot less infatuated with America. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, if you can't, if you can't simulate anal sex on stage, I mean, what, what's the point of even trying to get your visa?
1: I know. Why are we even showing up to these shows? You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you. Yeah, I can see where you're coming with. Uh, I, I definitely think this and a Herzlite or of a piece. A lot of great songs in this one, still though. An angle is a great song. I think it's an all-timer. That the whistling is awesome. I love that they do that whistling live. Richard Richard whistles that reoccurring whistle live. Is a man that can barely whistle. I can't. I can't imagine pulling that off. And uh, I mean, also. I mean, much like, much like how you know, hey, it's great, it's crack, it get you high when you're getting a, a lie detector test. Um, the song "Do Host," song is great. It's "Do Host." We all know it, we all love it. Never get tired of it. That keyboard, that guitar riff. It's another guitar riff for the till hammer. Um, a chorus. I mean, I've heard it probably over a thousand times. I still never get tired of "Do and there's just something powerful about that song. It's something primal about that song. I was watching... Both my kids, when they were very young, have two distinct moments I can remember where Rammstein got them to react, and that made me love this band I love even more. Um, and recently, with the littlest one, Rhodes, I was watching a live performance of you know, Duhost. and he just started like banging his arms in the air, like both his hands, like he was sitting in my lap and he started just like both his hands, like raising them up in the air and then like hitting them, hitting them on the cushions next to us. He did it for about 45 seconds of the song. And I was like, that's it. He's like, Rammstein's reached into my son and touched him. It's the power of Du Um And I love that that song became such a hit. And it's a song that shot them into the stratosphere and, you still hear you can hear it at sporting events to this day it's hilarious to me uh you 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 hate me is it you hate me or you have me was it you have me is it you
1: have me uh yeah it's uh you have or in some translations as you hate uh
2: i feel like that gets a little sticky like you know i have you know a friend or I hate a friend I feel like you know right really sure on the on the inflection there
1: but you know then, I'm pretty German sure man. that it is more translated to you hate me um, but I don't know I mean it seems like such a very big crowd moment where there is a connection where uh, you know till generally will touch him like his chest and then you know extend that out to the audience so I don't know like if it would be you hate me or you really have me. I don't know. think it
0: is you have. Yeah, you know I'm looking if you go if you go to uh, genius.com, it's got both. So Okay. Yeah, you know, when they do play it live though, and they still play, I mean that's their biggest hit. Some bands, you know, at a certain point, some bands aren't going to uh, want to drag out drag out um, Primus doesn't always play when known as Big Brown Beaver, but Rammstein still plays Duhas to this day. And the crowd loves it. And he always lets the crowd sing quite a bit of it. And I think it plays well. Um, Like we said, the video is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. A guy pulls up with his girlfriend, he he goes into a building. All his uh, friends are there. His uh, coworkers are there. They're gangsters. And um, they light one of them on fire. And then he leaves and he tells his lady friend, no thanks. And something blows up behind him. Uh, Great video.
1: I was just going to say, this was also around the time where they also showed up on that for the masses Depeche mode tribute record
3: so uh, that where you stay. would
1: find, yeah, that's that version of stripped. And then I believe they re-released this record with that version on there. Right.
0: I believe you're right. So yeah, do Haas is the breakthrough. Uh, you know, they've toured with Corn and the family values. They're touring more and more. They tour for themselves for send shut now. Um, they're spending more time in america their their language barrier is starting to wear on them uh flocke is comments that you know america is really interesting because it's like 50 different countries in one which yes we are um or at least like five different countries but you know, every state has different rules. <laughs> I, I've never thought about how weird that must be for an outsider too. like. If you're driving across the country, things change differently, from, you know, every state. And uh, he said he was just, he was just, you know, happy when he would order a cup of coffee and didn't get a cup of bacon. Uh, the, with, with uh, the the way they were adapting to the language barrier, is they toured and became popular and more popular for Du host Before their next album comes out, Mütter, They are on the For the Masses uh, Depeche Mode tribute record. Let me see you, Strip.
3: Let me hear you make decisions without your television.
0: bought That I think the day it came out, maybe I bought it pretty soon after it came out. A few artists on there I liked when I was younger, um, and it's fitting that Romstein's on there. Of course, they like Depeche Mode. I mean, who doesn't? They're Depeche Mode. Everyone likes Depeche Mode. I uh, I think their version of "Stripped." I don't. I you know I've had twenty something years to think about it. This isn't Reg- Regency bias. I think it's pretty goddamn good. Uh, the video, the video had footage from the Olympics of like 19 whatever, when it was hosted in Germany, I believe, which also means that the, uh, you know, the not the Nazis, unfortunately, might have been involved with that those Olympics. Uh, they caught some heat for that, but at the same time, it's really just footage of Olympians and synchronized swimmers and then footage of the band naked. Uh, You don't get to see all the good stuff, but like posing um, (laughs) on what looks to be like Coliseum ruins. Uh, I love the cover of Stripped, and Till sings it in English. The English is a little bit better than the English version of Du Host. Not that he doesn't have the ability to speak or sing English it just doesn't sound as good. Um, it sounds a little bit more stilted. The English language, when you listen to Rammstein, the words are able to take shapes with the music way more than I think the English language allows for. And uh, it doesn't take away from it, though. Uh, I think their cover of Stripped is great. The riff, the guitar riff they put in there is pure Rammstein. But the the heart of it's the, you know, duh, duh, Da, 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 They play that. The, the the way they work that melody into it in the second half of the song uh, with the keyboards is wonderful. Their cover of Stripped. Eric, how do you feel about it? Yeah,
2: no, it's great. It's great. And I remember you showed me the video. It's it's perfect. I mean, it's perfect they would cover a Depeche Mode song. Um, don't have anything to add that you didn't say. It's, it's awesome. Check it out. I just wanted to say that the remix album has... Three remixes of this song, uh, two by Charlie Clouser of Nine Inch Nails. The Heavy Mental version sounds like those classic 90s Nine Inch Nail remixes of other people, where it's just that fuzzy synth that you can't tell if it's a synth or guitar, just doing a loop. Um, the uh, Dusseldorf version sounds a little bit more like an EBM version of the song. And then there's a Game remix... There's a KMFDM uh, Gunther Schultz remix as well. That's great. So uh, the remixes are a lot of fun and very much fit into a, a time and a place that makes me happy.
0: Gunther Schultz. That man also never caught without a cigarette.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, it's the highlight of that For the Masses tribute record. Um, the Cure showed up on there, and Billy Corgan did a really bullshit version of Never Let Me Down Again. <laughs> um, so having this version of uh, Rammstein's stripped, I mean, it, it stole the show. It was fantastic. I know exactly what part you're talking about with those soaring guitars. with still that uh, keyboard riff. Um, it's a magical moment, no doubt. Um, and yeah, it's all. This was my first. Uh, I, I remember I forgot about the fact that there was a an American, I think how many times did they re-release "Sin sucked? Because I feel like the first one didn't have that English translation of Du And then they re-released it, put that on there and then re-released it again. Then also put stripped on there, but I don't know. Cause so I guarantee the you, yeah, album- they
0: probably, they probably released it once. Then they got wildly popular. So they released it again with the do Host in English. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they toured, you know, for whatever. And, uh, for the Masters because the album out. cover had
1: uh, like the various album, uh band members uh you know folded out into that little digipack or whatever liner notes, and each re-release i remember like first it was the drummer maybe it was the bass player i think i can't remember there's like different album covers but, but i think they've settled on either Till's face or uh maybe Kristoff's face actually
0: i think oh well, you're right they definitely had different album covers all of the photos can be found in the liner notes. And yeah, they were, that album cover is Romstein. And then the word "send shut written in like a scrawl. And then the album members, a member's face with like glasses on. And then like a kind of like a metal device into their mouth that on some of them, it's like something you would put in your mouth and you're going to go to the dentist. Um, what's the German word for going to the dentist? That's what I need to know. But uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, I think all of those, I think they were available all at once. I don't think each re-release had the different cover. I think they just made a lot that were till and they made a few more. There were Richard and then just like a couple of flockas And I don't know. I don't know if the different covers were tied to re-releases though.
1: Yeah. I, I was just uh, trying to verify that, but I couldn't, but yeah,
0: that,
2: I had that, the
1: one, I think that had the, uh, the drummer's face on it though. Give the drummer some,
0: the, uh, yeah, that tribute album, by the way, uh, probably could have cut that thing in half. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> um, I mean, Let's just go through. Let's take a trip down memory lane here. I mean, you had Smashing Pumpkins doing Never Let Me Down. You had Fly in the Windscreen, which is a great song. done by God Lives Underwater. Remember them, Eric? I bet you had one oh. of their records.
2: Yeah, they're a weird band where the singer does not match the music at all. Hmm. But they had some good songs.
0: Yeah, Enjoy the Silence by Failure. I always feel like failure is one of like your favorite bands, favorite bands, but like, I'm not a fan of failure, but,
1: uh, Same.
0: You know, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, all the guys in perfect circle, we were there either in failure or the bands of failure. Troy van Leeuwen, That was his band. Yeah. Troy van Leeuwen. Uh,
1: I'm sure. Like, I think even some auto Lux, uh, members were a part of that as well. Yeah.
0: World of my eyes by the cure. That's fun. Uh, Policy of Truth by Dishwalla. That's an interesting mix.
1: Oh, Dishwalla, you know, household name.
0: <laughs> Some somebody by Veruca Salt. Now we all remember Veruca Salt, but I don't need them covering somebody. Uh, here's here's a weird one. Everything counts. Can you guys remember who covers that? Is that the Meepo Manifesto one? It is. They're all on- yes, Meepo Manifesto. Yes. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. It's
2: more of a remix. It's good though.
0: Shake the disease by Hoover Hooverphonic. Okay. And uh, Master and Servant by Locust Not the Locust, I'd remember that Just something called <laughs> Locust
1: <laughs> I love it when Steve goes through his uh, Like late night host kind of things He's like he's zinging these cards behind like the city wall Go ahead
0: <laughs> Shame by self But no idea who self was The next one, this is, this. I love this one uh, Black Celebration by Monster Magnet I love monster magnet. That's I, right. love that I forgot they were on there. Yeah, they do. it they do like a slowed down, like hip hop version. It's that's uh, it's good. Waiting for the night by a band called rabbit in the moon. No idea who that is. <laughs> Eric, is that one of your industrial bands?
2: No, it's not. The, these compilations, the the producers like the labels like, okay, we've got these bands that are not moving units. Let's just, all right, throw them <laughs> on there. Let's stack it, big couple big names, and then stack it with these, <laughs> with these uh, these fucking bands. Yeah, no, rabbit. Yeah, and
0: I, moon. I, again, is there somebody out there right now hosting their their rabbit in the moon podcast? And it all started with the <laughs> for the masses compilation album. They just they couldn't believe it. I mean, in a way that happened with rammstein but off <laughs> Lost Highway. Um, we're almost through this. I Feel You by Apollo 440. No idea who that was. <laughs> Monument. Gus Gus. Is Gus? There a Gus Gus. There was already a Gus. There was already
2: a Gus band. Uh, <laughs> Gus Gus. Named after the uh, mouse from uh,
0: Cinderella. <laughs> Next, next two are they're good. Uh, to Happen to hold by friends of the show and hometown heroes, Deftones. And they knew what they were doing. They closed with Strip by Romstein. The reason they put that at the end is because definitely the best song in this thing. And like you said, Eric, they made you sit through all these other artists to get to the meat. How long do you think you guys think this album was?
2: We should just do another podcast where we just go through compilations and soundtracks and just go through the list and just really quick takes. That was fun. <laughs> that was but fun,
0: actually. How long? How long do you guys think this this album is?
1: It's got to be seventy two minutes.
0: I was gonna say seventy five minutes. Oh man, uh, Mark wins this Price of Right game. Seventy three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Milked it. Milk it for all it was worth.
2: <laughs> Congratulations! Oh you get Christ. the complete Rabbit on the Moon discography.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I don't know. Who, I don't know who's gonna. I don't know who lo- who lost more here. The people that bought that <laughs> thing and listened to all seventy three minutes of it, or our listeners who just sat through the last four minutes of this podcast. I, I
1: don't, don't know. know. This might be the highlight reel. <laughs>
3: Ich hab euch etwas mitgebracht, hab es aus meiner Brust gerissen. Mit diesem Herz hab ich die Macht, die Augenlider.
0: So that striped thing comes out. They've toured, they're bigger, they start working on the album Mutter, which was not recorded in the uh, St. Paul Islands. This one was recorded in France. And uh, Jacob Hellner is brought back to produce it again. They're sticking with what they know, as far as him as pr- um, production. Mutter comes out in 2001. They rented a house on the sea for pre-production. And I start to I start to see throughout the albums when they record them now, some of them are recorded in pretty idyllic places. I mean even that last one. You know, we after we opened up our goddamn maps, found out it was off the Baltic Sea. I mean this one they recorded it in France and they or not the Baltic Saint Paul, whatever there the hell Eric said it was. But then this one they recorded it in France and they go and they they do the pre-production in the Baltic Sea and i just feel that these exotic locales that they record these albums in start to show up in the albums muter comes out in 2001 and while Herzlide was the skeleton and then i think that senshut was the heart muter really starts to show what this band can do, how many different directions they can go in. And this is definitely the brain. This is, this is it all starts to come together with Mutter in my, in my opinion. And I don't know if it's Mutter or Mutter. I guess it's Mutter. That's what he says in the song title track in German for mother. And this is, this is the brain learning how to move the entire body. You've got the, you've got the heart and the skeleton from the last album, but this, they're starting to learn how to just put it all together on this album. It's interesting because to me, this album, it was the, I bought it probably the day it came out. Loved it. Always loved it. And listening to it now, it doesn't sound dated at all. The songwriting is timeless, as are the songs. There still is an element of it that just reminds me of 2001. I don't know if that's because I was there when it came out in 2001. Like we talked about in the Primus episode. After I got into Ramstein, this was the first album after I was a big fan that I remember coming out. Like you, always, you always remember that record when you become a fan of a band, dig into their back catalog, and then when the next album comes out that you're a fan for, you remember that. This happened with me with uh, Mutter, uh, And it just always takes me back to 2001. Not in a bad way. But they just start to break from the trend, too. Throughout this record, it's heavily consistent. Quality-wise, the song styles start to have more differentials in them than the last two albums. They start to use different techniques and paces and instrumentation. You know, they're starting to use different. Before they were just using, uh, you know, charcoal sketches. Now they're starting to become sculptors or something. I it's just same band using totally different tools for their art. I think it's almost perfect. Eric, how do you feel about motor?
2: Yeah. I mean, for, for a guy that's just done a run through twice on their discography, I'll go back and forth. If this is my favorite one, it definitely strays from the industrial metal that sucked me in initially. Although their elements are still there, this one, as far as keeping to a concept and a and a and a sound and an idea, this is probably their most consistent album in that regard. Produced very well, you know, you got strings, you've got. Uh Flocky's synth work is is all over the place. Every song is not only catchy, but swooping and epic. It, it's almost relentless in that regard. They're messing with like acoustic guitars here and there. They're doing they're they're you know, they're they're exploring. Catch me on a Tuesday and it's my favorite record, catch me on a Wednesday and it's the next one. It's 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 a it's quite an achievement as far as a cohesive. It's definitely their most cohesive, consistent, album. I got a lot of songs that I pulled onto my playlist from this. Uh, Mine hurts. Brent is just like, I mean, that song in itself is uh is is is, is, is like the history of rock and roll, uh, as done by Rammstein. It's so good. Um, the the title track, Adios, uh, even Neville so good they're, they're, this is a great one stamp of approval
0: yeah you know the uh, the production getting a little better um, their production was never bad it's actually a testament to this uh, Jacob Hellner fellow who kind of up until the last album was a member of the band almost they asked for a Bob Rock no they get like an intern named Jacob Hellner and the ma- majority of his production was either with Romstein on all their albums until the last one. Uh, various Ramstein side projects. Mainly with uh, Till and uh, Richard. Uh, some artist called Clawfinger. Who does a lot of Ramstein remixes. Probably that's the connection there. And Apocalyptica. Uh, who you know. They became well known for covering Metallica. With a bunch of cellos. They actually are on a couple of Ramstein songs. I just bring it up because. I think he grows as a producer. As they grow as a band. And you can hear that on this album. I think the production is really good. Testament to him getting better as they go along.
2: Production is, is chef's kiss on this. Like I said, it's this one has the most unifying feel to a, to a record. Not saying it's the best one, but the most unifying. Um, yeah, no, it's a journey. Um, it is a feast for the ears.
0: Yeah, Mark, I know you like this one.
1: I do. Um, when you are continuing your skeleton to the heart, I, uh, kind of expected that you were going to complete the Huey Lewis equation, which is heart <laughs> and soul. Um, cause I really do feel that this particular record is, uh, kind of the soul of this band. Um, if you kind of look around and, uh, even though it, it is hard to really pinpoint what is the best Rammstein um, album, uh, but it, almost in unanimous vote, it seems that this record is always number one.
3: Die Tränenkreise Kinderschar Ich zieh sie auf ein weißes Haar Werf in die Luft die nasse Kette. Und wünsch mir, dass ich eine Mutter hätte, keine Sonne, die mir scheint, keine Brust hat Milch geweint, in meiner Kehle steckt ein Schlauch, hab keine Nabel auf dem
1: sort of symphonic uh, opener of my heart's Brent, uh, my heart burns. Um, and then I, I do like the fact that they address the fact that maybe for a lot of American uh, audiences or just as they get bigger and bigger, uh, you associate Germany with uh, fascism and um, they make a really big swing at trying to discredit just because they're from Germany uh, uh, that they actually beat more to the left and that links 234 is an amazing amazing song uh, left is anthem yes it really is left 234
0: my heart beats left it's-
1: my heart beats left and uh, Ickville or Ivont uh the A video which stands for sun has this really cool snow white and the seven dwarves um, uh, thing going on there I like that but, yeah, he's he really sings for the rafters on uh, the title track, Mütter. I mean, and Adios, that might as well be uh, just, you know, injected into my veins. Once those tool, like, guitar solos are happening... there's a gunfight somewhere uh, happening in my brain (laughs) it's uh it is if i'm driving i am definitely breaking uh 75 miles per hour i'll I'll just say that i feel like i'm barreling down the freeway
0: incredibly consistent album um it was then it is now uh we saw the tour for it like you said at the Warfield. can't wait to see them again I've been trying to I tried to see them in in Texas in 2015 I think it was they did like a one-off show there didn't happen but uh, then I I bought tickets for me and my son to see them two years ago in LA and uh, it's been rescheduled twice I'm sure you guys can figure out why But <laughs> um, uh I don't, I don't care how much fire you have on hand it's not gonna burn away Omicron but uh, I'm glad that the last time I did get to see them was for this this tour, at least, because it's a great album, um, and it's just so consistent, such a consistent record from the cover art and theme of just uh, the cover art's like this, looks like a the, the close up of a baby's face and a bottle, and it's all greenish, which kind of ties into the mutter video. The first six tracks are singles, and the last. Uh, five tracks are pretty goddamn good, too. That's how consistent this is. I mean, when I listen to it all the way through, and I do often, I am always amazed how the six, the first six tracks are all singles. That's just crazy to me. And yeah, you know. Yeah, no, uh, that
1: is one hell of a
0: fucking stacked yeah, record. It's just like, all right, we've got balls. Yeah, yeah you know, My Heart Burns, uh, My Nons Brent, that song is just amazing. Uh, the live it's always a showstopper there's this section where everything gets quiet and it shows his heart like they do an effect where it looks like his, like all the lights go down but his heart is beating you can see his red heart it's incredible but uh, I mean, that's that section of the song too where it then goes into like this flock it does this high pitched keyboard tone uh, it sounds like a bird singing that's oh, amazing but uh, you know that song's awesome yeah, the the videos like these kids being abused in an insane asylum and then oh, till gets threatened by a woman with a shotgun and then at the end of it the insane asylum's burning down and the, the bands walking away, like maybe they were those kids. It's some kind of weird Silent Hill shit. The video for links two three four. You guys might think it's cheesy, but I think it's amazing. It's uh you know Ants and bugs life got nothing on that video, which is <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of CGI ants uh, banding together to take down some larger animals. But in the meantime, they have a rave, and there's, this,
1: there's a there's spinning a that song.
0: There's a scene of a DJ ant holding a Rob Stein album, pumping his ant fist. It's <laughs> amazing. One of the greatest, greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Sone the the sun. That, that song just sounds like... Jackhammer. This band, and it's, yeah, you know... The, the set, like, the... The video itself does have Snow White and the Seven Doors type <laughs> imagery, of course, put through some weird sex thing. Where the band are the doors, and there's a taller lady that looks like Betty Page, which is uh, spanking them. Eventually she dies. I think they might kill her, and they're sad. But... A mud stall that it shows them in the dwarf mines, like greasy as all hell, hitting things with <laughs> giant mallets and using hydraulic tools. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks—it looks like how the song sounds. Like Poetry. that song, when the—you uh, know—it has those guitars that da 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 and then Flocka hits this like grand piano sounding uh, uh, effect. And then it has the chant when it the the core like you know them going like one here comes the sun uh, but in German
3: that's awesome
0: Uh, I can't that song just gives me
3: goosebumps. Then also eyes auf I Gesicht, one sich their auf die Brust. Das Gleichgewicht wird zum Verlust. Lässt sich hart zu Boden gehen. Und die
0: Welt I can't put into words that song. I'm trying to, and I can't. In the video, it's, again, like a kind of a Quentin Tarantino thing. It's got this these guys break into a bank, and it shows, it cuts it through scenes between them robbing the bank and then also media, like get yeah, talking to the media and being heralded as some kind of hero, which is what's going on in their mind. But then when they leave the bank, they, like, get gunned down. And also, Flocka has a a, a bomb strapped to him. The way the video is edited to go with the music, very kinetic. And in that song, there's this section where there's a call and response. It always, always really does it for me.
3: me.
0: Mark, you seem like a Nick Will fan, aren't you?
1: Oh, yeah, that's uh, definitely a highlight of the track. You've got like kind of this creeping in kind of uh, sound uh, to that song and a uh, really great synth line as well.
0: Yep, there's another like haunting high-pitched synth line. But then also that part, yeah, where it just goes down to the guitar and it sounds almost like James Bond guitar. But then you've yep. also got... Uh, you know, till St. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I mean, we're Vaughn, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. We're still going through singles here. Then you've got Fire Fi, which is a fire at will, which is from the movie Triple X with Vin Diesel, of which Rammstein was in performing this song. The song is also like the movie's theme song during the credits, during the commercials. It was everywhere. I've never, I've never seen that movie, but the music video tells me all I need to know about it. You know, Vin Diesel is snowboarding down mountains, trying to shoot everybody. Meanwhile, Romstein plays and Samuel L. Jackson looks at them like, what am I listening to here? It's, uh, it's, it's a, the whole black snake moan thing going on.
2: You can, you can um, pick your poison for the triple X movies. You Vin Diesel or Ice Cube. Um... You know, do you want Sam Jackson or, or Willem Dafoe? It's uh, it's really a roll the dice type of situation.
0: You know, it's all tied together, too, because there was a, the Corvette jump in that movie was filmed where?
1: Forest Hill Bridge up in Auburn. That's right. Or is it Grass Valley? I don't know where the fuck that bridge is.
0: It's Auburn. It's five minutes from my house. I've driven over that bridge many times.
1: You want to do that same stunt?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, I would die if I tried to do that. Still, we haven't even talked about all the singles yet. So yeah, there's Firefly, which is a pretty good one too. And it, it sounds like an atypical Rammstein song. And no, we're not going track by track in this album. I'm just trying to tell you all the singles that were in a row. You cap it off with the title track, Mutter. And Mutter is like their version of uh, Unforgiven by Metallica or something. It's this ballad, but it's got these soaring guitar riffs, a baby babbling in acoustic guitars, the vocals sang longingly, but then these riffs come kick in and then the chorus is just Mutter. Mutter. It's very German. And those aren't even my favorite songs in the album because the most powerful song on Mutter is the song... That I can never pronounce. In English, it's called music box. It's like Spiller, spiller. <laughs>
1: spieler. I think it's Spieler. Spieler. Yeah.
0: And uh it's the one right after Mutter. And it's just got it's the the beginning of it has like till telling a bedtime story.
3: Ein kleiner Mensch stirbt nur zum Schai. And there's a the sound of a music box wollte ganz alleine sein das kleine herz stand still für stunden so hat man es für tot befunden es wird verscharrt in nassem sand mit einer spieluhr in der Hand.
0: es got a great riff that kicks in These like vocoder choruses, call and response choruses.
2: Of the vocoder choruses, it's it's just oh man, it just
0: sucks you in. Till sings it back to the vocoder, and um, it's got this one part where it has a breakdown, then it gets quiet, and it just goes down to just guitar and drums, and then the song kicks back in, but with like the music box sound. Uh, song gets me because I love it.
3: the air to sink
0: the last song, Nebel, like you said, is great. And so is Adios. I mean, there's not even any bad, like my least favorite song in here is, uh, Ryan Rouse, which isn't bad. And even the song Zwitter, Zwitter, it starts, it starts off almost annoying, but then it really gets into a groove. This album is so consistent. I, I love it. And it was a fairly popular record for them. They toured for it. And during that tour, 9-11 happened or shortly after that tour and their whole opinion of America took another turn because while we were all uh, wanting to get the bad guys and going nuts about it, they couldn't believe some of the, uh, just the aggression and the unchecked, uh, uber patriotism they were seeing in America almost frightened them. And it, it as I look at that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, if I was a foreigner like traveling here or living here part time, the the post 9 11 atmosphere must have been nuts to see. I, I they go into this quite a bit in that documentary, and like Flocke even was like, I'm out.
2: Yeah, that's right. Flocke Flocke was like, yep, this is not feel safe anymore, and not not from terrorists, from nationalism. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I even remember, I remember being a little disturbed, quite disturbed by it, but just to be, uh, to be from another country, to be a, to be a foreigner, to not even speak the language, that would immediately put you on blast, I'm sure, back then. Mütter, 10 out of 10 albums, it's great, it's fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, by the way, the most powerful song on Mütter, of course, was uh, the Music Box song, that was the most powerful song. Pure winter snow beauty. I mean, the song is about, it's about a little girl that like goes and plays and she traps herself in a box or something. And then she can't get out of the box and she's buried underground and she's dying. And the sound of the music box is how the town hears that she's there and they dig her out. As they say, it's very German. Uh, (laughs) That song is the most powerful song for me. And that's it for the second episode of the Rammstein mini-season of Pod Like a Hole, where we discussed Herzlade, Senshut, and Mütter. Join us next episode, where we discuss Reese Reis, Rosenrot, and Liebe ist für Alada, as well as a couple of their side projects. And we hope we brought you closer to Ramm.